Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast. We're on episode 111. This is Pastor Matt here hosting today with Pastor Adam. I'm here, 111. We yes. are moving through this we're thing. We're rolling. I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about the podcast. Um, uh, Olivia, my oldest daughter, was with a friend at a volleyball banquet or something, and one of the girls' moms there, who's a great person, she's awesome, um, that she was talking about the fact that she's listening all the time now. Um, uh, anyway, it was just really cool. And, and Olivia comes home, and she goes, and she was telling me the story. And then she goes, Daddy, Y'all have done like a hundred and some episodes. I was like, I'm well aware. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we've done a lot, right? Um, so it's over two. We've, we've been rolling with this over two years. Wow. Right? So we do, um, at least so far, we do um, about 50 a year. We've been taking off like uh, Easter week and Christmas week kind of thing, but we've yeah. done 50 a year. So it's we're incredible. well over. Well over two years, so yeah. I'm excited about it. And we got some news coming up on the Messy Walk podcast before we jump into today. Um, uh, Matt's going to be with me on this whole series, but coming up with our next series, we are going to be introducing our new permanent host. Hey. Matt, does that not, does not mean we're kicking you out. We might bring you back for some stuff, but... Uh, um, we've got we've got a new host. You've heard her already on the podcast before, but we'll just wait a little while before we reveal it because Matt and I are going to be rolling on this series for nine more weeks. Um, this is worse yeah. than like the to be continued on a TV <laughs> it's a show. Long one, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> this is like a, this is like the end of the series when it stopped. Like Yellowstone stopped, and then it left you on a cliffhanger, and it's yep. it's the end of the season. So you got to wait till a new season comes out. Yep. So it's like months and months and months away. That's what this is. So we'll announce a new host coming up soon, but we're excited about that um, coming up on the next series that we do. Um, and so we're actually a little more planned than we normally yes, are. So we got, we've got a lot of notes on this particular series we're talking about, and we also have a lot of notes on the next one um, that we're going to kick off with the new host. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's right? going to be awesome. excited about that. Like, uh, we love Chloe and we miss Chloe, but we're about to replace you, Chloe. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt gets a little bit of a break. Yeah, so, um, you're probably anyway. tired of hearing me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're tired of hearing Matt, that's okay, because he's going to disappear here in a little bit for a little while. If you're tired of hearing me you need to find a new podcast so uh, <laughs> i'm here uh yeah so anyway we're we're uh in a new series what's the new series it is you can think like jesus you thinks. can think like jesus thinks and so we are this is this is um uh, really, the second episode of this, right? We had a, we had an intro one, um, and then we kicked off last week, and so um, we're going to be doing this for the next t- nine, ten weeks or so. And this is flowing out of the fact that me and Matt are in the process of teaching, um, just finished teaching, a uh, series called the Battle of the Minds, right? Yes. Where we're, we're te- well, the Battle of the Mind that we're teaching in our in our campuses and our churches live. Um, and we, we just, we just had some stuff. Like there was a lot of things where we were like, man, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this. So it's not the same stuff that's in the message series at all. It's actually not, it's not the same at all in any way, shape or form. But we were like, man, like there's this battle in our minds that we're all facing and fighting all the time for sure. And as Christ followers, we can actually have the mind of Christ. And Mm -hmm. so what does the mind of Christ actually look like? And so how does Jesus think? And then therefore, um, if we can have the mind of Christ, then we can actually think like Jesus thinks. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. I yeah, think that is. should like that should be freeing today to know because I struggle with my thoughts a lot. Like 
maybe I'm the only one that'll admit, right? I'll make Matt admit it because he's on a microphone. You guys don't have a microphone, so you can admit <laughs> it, but I can't hear you. That I think negatively a lot, yeah. right? I mean, I do. I struggle with negative thoughts. I struggle with defeatism. Um, I struggle with feeling like I'm not good enough. I struggle with with the enemy grabbing parts of my mind and making me believe some sort of distorted view of the truth, especially about myself, yeah. right? Um, and, and so I struggle with it all the time. And it is freeing to me to sit here and know that I can actually – no, no, hold up. I can actually think like Jesus, not not learn to think like Jesus. We talked about this on the last episode. I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure it was clear that this is not you intellectualizing, um, okay, let me study the Gospels, see how Jesus thinks, and then think like that. Yes, that's good, and you should do that, but it's more powerful than that. Yeah. Like that's that is diminishing the power. That's intellectualizing. That's you saying, let me, if I learn it, then I can do it. And I, that's not really the deal. Um, the deal is, is that as a Christ follower, you receive. You, you, you have the righteousness of Jesus imputed to you. There's a yes. nice the theological yeah, term. Yeah, there it is. And, and, and you receive the mind of Christ. You have the actual mind of Christ. So you can absolutely think like Jesus thinks, mm-hmm. not just learn to think like Jesus thinks, right? Yes. And I think that's cool. To me, it that's is. very freeing, right? Because I can sit there and go, man, I have thought of, I have worked hard my whole life not to think negative thoughts, and yet I still do. Mm-hmm. It's freeing to me to sit here and go, no, no, no. I can actually think like Jesus thinks because I have his mind. So yes. I need to lean into that, you know? Yeah. And I can learn and I can figure it out and I can read and I can study and I should know. Like we should know Jesus's actions that show his thoughts. But we also need to realize that there's a supernatural component here to our faith that we actually have the impartation of Jesus's mind as our mind, yeah. right? And, and and let's be real, right? Matt, you have a you have a different background than I do, yeah. right? You have a different church background. So my old my background's old school independent Southern Baptist, right? Yes. And your your background is a little more Pentecostal yeah. assemblies of God, <laughs> right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and so uh like for us there was two great big things well the way I was raised, there was two things that were like the most sinful stuff you could do in the independent Southern Baptist tradition. Um or at least in the church I was raised in. So I'm not, you know, throwing everybody on the bus. Yeah. And it was these two things. Um, and this sounds horrible, but this was this was sort of how it was in that church. Um, these were the worst things you could do. Anything interracial related mm. and anything having to do with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Right? That yeah. was the two. Right? And so... That's two big barriers. It, right. Right. Big. And if we just leave that first one alone and talk about the fact that there was this. There's this idea that you you just need to see it, know it, learn it. And yes, the Holy Spirit's real. We're not going to take him out of the Trinity, but we don't really lean into the supernatural part of being a Christ follower, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? Um, in your background, you leaned a lot more into the supernatural part of that. Yes. And so this is something I have been. The God has been working on in me um, for a very long time, right? to lean into the fact that you have a supernatural power in you that is the Holy Spirit, but you also have the actual attributes and the actual mind of Jesus as a Christ follower. Yeah. So let's don't over-intellectualize this idea and go, you're going to learn some things today about Jesus, then you go do them. Well, of course you can do that, but you can also do that knowing that you actually have the mind of Christ inside of you. Does that yes, make any sense? That, that right? makes sense. So I want to clear, like, I'm going to probably clarify that every single time on this episode or this series, because I just want to make sure we're not just giving you a things to do, right? Yeah. But it's who you are is what I'm trying to say. And so if, if you are... 
um, in Christ, then you are in Christ, which means this is not about you doing some stuff. It's about who you are. Yeah. doing some stuff, right? Yeah, Does that make any sense? So um, what we're doing is, is we're looking at, right, well, so if we can think like Jesus thinks, then we got to look at how Jesus thinks. And so what we're doing is talking through 10 characteristics of a person who thinks like Jesus. And so our first one last week, our first characteristic of a person who thinks like Jesus, a person who thinks like Jesus uh, makes this statement, I know exactly who I am. And so last week we talked about the fact that Jesus knows exactly who he is. He's not confused about his identity. Mm-hmm. And so if we're going to think like Jesus thinks, then we have, with the mind of Christ, the ability to know exactly who we are. Yeah. Right? That was last week. Go back and take a look it at it. Really listen good. to it, whatever. Um, and then this week, let's roll into the second one. So here's our second characteristic of a person who thinks like Jesus thinks. If Matt, if Matt Dalton thinks like Jesus thinks, then he would live by this statement as well. He wouldn't just know who he is, but he would also say, I know God's purpose for my life. Yeah. Right? So I know who I am, and I know God's purpose for my life. A person who thinks like Jesus thinks knows God's purpose for their life. Jesus clearly knew his purpose. Yeah. Like last week, I told you that it was all, I mean, like it was very evident in scripture that Jesus knew who he was, his identity. It might be even clearer in scripture, in the gospels, that Jesus knew his purpose. Yes. Like, and when we say purpose, he knows the vision for his life, the direction that is going. Then that also lets him um, create the goals that he has, right? Mm-hmm. Because goals aren't necessarily the direction you're going, right? Your vision is the direction that you're going. And the goals are those things that you set along the way to get to that vision. Yeah, right? that's true. And so he knows his vision. He knows his goals. I mean, he is crystal clear on his purpose in life. And he makes that very evident to people around him. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, like last week we told you that he knowing who he is, that there's a lot of I am statements. Well, there's a whole lot of this is what I'm here for statements that Jesus makes. Lots yes. of them, right? And they're they're undeniable when you look through them. So what I had Matt do was I had Matt just kind of grab some of them so we could talk through them a little bit so that you would have them. And in this series, we're going to also throw in the description um, on, on the podcast platform you're listening to, so Spotify and Apple. In the description, we're going to throw in the scriptures that we're using, too, in case you want to go back and look at them. Oh, so you don't have good. to fast forward or rewind back and be like, what did they say? We're going to throw them in there. So you can do is go back to the description, and you can see them in there. Fancy podcast shows call that show notes. We don't have no show notes, so we do <laughs> we do it in the description. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> but we'll throw them in there. So we got several. I think we got four this week um, that you can see that Jesus clearly knows uh, God's purpose for his life. And so if we're going to think like Jesus, then we actually can know God's purpose for our lives too. Yes. So John eight fourteen is one we're going to start with. Matt, it says, read it for me. It says, Jesus answered, eventually, if I testify on my own behalf, my tes- testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I'm going, but you have to, you have no idea where I come from or where I'm going. Yeah. So, I mean, very clearly Jesus says, let's just condense it, right? Yeah. I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going. But actually, you can you can almost say that both of those two things are last week's episode and this week's episode yeah. put together, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know where I came from, and I know where I'm going. Yeah. I know who I am. I know my identity and what it's rooted in. And I know the purpose that God has for me in my life. I know the purpose, the vision, the goals. I know where I'm going. Um, 
with the mind of Jesus, you and I can be very clear in our purpose. We can be very clear in what God wants us to do. Yeah. Um, you can like the whole point of following Jesus is that you are becoming who he is. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not just you doing it. Once again, that is a supernatural work of the Holy spirit sanctifying you as you walk this thing out called salvation, making you more and more like Jesus. Right. Now, the more obedient you are, the, the faster that process goes. Um, but that's what's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. you and I are becoming more like Jesus. And so that means that we are going to walk more and more in our purpose. And Jesus is very specific in giving his followers their purpose, right? I mean, he tells us very simply that, you know, he gives us the great commandment that you're going to love God and you're going to love other people. Um, he, he gives us the great commission, go make disciples, yep. baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded of you, and lo, I'm with you until the end of the age. I'm with you all the way. Right? Gives us the, the he gives us the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit falls upon you, you will have power, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Right? Yeah. And so he he gives a clear purpose here. And so if you are a Christ follower with the mind of Jesus, then your purpose is the same as Jesus's purpose. Yes. Um, and so your purpose is to uh, make disciples. That is your mm-hmm. purpose. Um, that is Jesus's purpose. And so you can be very clear on that. Now. Your uh, the specific individual will at the specific individual time is a little harder to figure out. Yeah, like it is. how God wants you to do that in this season. But you can actually bank on the Holy Spirit guiding you in that, right? Because you say, "Well, my primary purpose is found in Jesus, and Jesus knew His primary purpose, so His is mine." Yeah. And the little details of how that washes out, God will help you with it. You know what I mean? But but once again, clearly, I got off on a sidetrack. No, no, it's probably supposed to say that later, but whatever. <laughs> um, Jesus is pretty clear. Um, by all right, so so here's here's one of my favorite ones we'll look at. By age twelve or so, uh, Jesus is already walking in that purpose. Now, if you're a parent listening right now. I want you to just to soak that in for a minute because I'm going to slam you in about 10 seconds after Matt's done reading this, um, <laughs> and myself too. But just just think about this. Jesus knows his purpose so well that by age 12, he is already walking in it. Mm-hmm. He's already moving in it. Right? It's so clear. It's so crystal clear that he's already doing it at age 12. That's, that is crazy. Right? Don't he's you ready. have a 12-year-old? You got a 12-year-old? Yes, yeah, I do. Right. Um, I've, I'm about to have a 12-year-old. So my <laughs> my uh, middle son is 11. And so in December, so we got a little while, he'll turn 12. And I can tell you right now, whew, 12-year-olds, are, they're yeah. tough, man. Yeah. They're in between that weird age of, you know, I'm not a little kid no more, but... Those hormones are kicking in they and starting, are starting to, rage. to move, and they yeah. don't even know it, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, boy, you're going through puberty, and he's like, what? Ew, no, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you are, yeah. right? Yesterday you smelled like onions, and today you got a bad attitude with your mama, and you think you know everything, yeah. right? You know, and my nice little helpful boy is now going, I don't want to, Dad, right? You yeah. know, <laughs> you're moving that way. Yep. Um, but by age twelve, now twelve. And Jesus, remember, walked through everything we walk through as human beings. But by age 12, he knows his purpose. Check this scripture out. And you can find the greater story in Luke 2, but we're just reading just a little bit of it. So this is Luke 2, 49. And so what I think you're about to read, Matt, is after mom and dad come back and get him, right? Yeah. Um, so, so here's the bottom line. They end up um, you know, in, in Jerusalem, in the temple, that kind of thing. And, uh, and then Jesus ends up staying away from them, getting away from them, right? And mom and dad uh, lose him, basically, mm-hmm. right? And so they come back freaked out to find him, and they find him in the temple 
teaching everybody else, right? Yeah. I mean, pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. Um, and so here's what Jesus says back to them when they're like, hey, don't you run away from me in Walmart, right? <laughs> so they basically said, um, you ever had your kid hide in a clothes rack? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord, it's the scariest thing. Where yep. kids roll in like Walmart or somewhere like that, there was a clothes everywhere, and they get up in the middle of it, and you start screaming for them, you know where they are, right? And they're hiding in the clothes, and they pop out and scare you, and then you want to smack them, but you can't because Walmart's and got And they think cameras. they're playing a game. <laughs> yeah, they think and, it's fun. And you're about to have a panic attack. <laughs> I'm about to kill you. <laughs> so like, is this Jesus' response back? This is Luke chapter 2, verse 49. He says, why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? I mean, clear. He's like, what's the problem, guys? Didn't you know I got to be about my business? Didn't you know I'm on purpose? Didn't you know this is what I'm here for? (laughs) And, and, you know, and Jesus is going, won't you pay attention when them angels came? Mom Mm -hmm. and dad, did you forget all about that? Right. That, that, you know, that's who I am. I mean, he's very specific. Like, like, listen, think about this. At 12 years old, Jesus knows his purpose for his life. At 12 years old, most children, not all, but most children have the um, emotional acuity to be Christ followers at that age. Most yeah. of them. You know what I mean? Don't you agree, Matt? I mean, you're yeah. a pastor. Like most of them. Yeah. Not all of them. Not yeah, all. definitely. Right? We're referring to this, this old phrase, um, the age of accountability, right? Yeah. And all we're really talking about is is what that what is that age where you are aware of your sinfulness, aware of your need for a savior, and the ability to then make that personal decision to follow Jesus. Right. Yeah. Um, not all kids are available and ready by twelve, but a lot of them are. Right. Yeah, I think they start to realize what's right and what's wrong, or or like that sense of oh, I said something I shouldn't have said, or I did something I shouldn't have did, and you start to feel that 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 over, that guilt kicks yeah. in. Yeah, I was saved before age twelve. Yeah, and I know that it was my salvation. Like I know that was my moment of salvation, and I was baptized not long afterwards. And I know that, even though I was really young. Yeah. Um, and and I, and I pastored a lot over the years, and I've had lots of people where they did that at a early age, but they were confused about whether that was true or not. Right. Yeah. But here's what I'm trying to get at. Um, if we if we have the mind of Christ. If your children are Christ followers, they have the mind of Christ too. Yes. Right? Even if they're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. They have the mind of Christ too, which means they can understand and walk in purpose earlier than you think they can. Yeah. They can understand and know their purpose and be certain in it earlier than we as adults tend to give them credit for. Yeah. And the big question is, is for me and you as dads and those of you that are listening as parents and is are you preparing your kids for their purpose early on, mm-hmm. right? Early on. Yeah, you're making me think about the other night I had this moment with Henley. He's he's nine, Yeah, and he uh, he he had watched something, and it kind of scared him a little bit, and he was like went to go to sleep, and he was having like bad dreams, and he's like, Dad, Dad, come pray for me. And I was like, I was like, Bud, you believe in Jesus, don't you? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, the Holy Spirit's dwelling inside of you, so that fearful thought you're having, you can tell it to go away. Right. Because, and he's like, but you're a pastor. I'm like, but you have the same authority as I do, Bud, inside of you. And so it was like a very good teachable moment, but that goes with what you're saying. Like, Absolutely. These kids, if they, they they have the same authority that you know we have yeah. because so you, they believe. And so, of course, you're going to be there with them to help them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got to remind them and believe in the fact that they can know their purpose and they can walk spiritually too, yes. even at an Very early age. age. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so, you know, are we as parents preparing our kids to walk in and be clear about their purpose at an early age? Right? I mean, 
Jesus is about his purpose at age 12. Yes. If we have the mind of Christ, I don't care how old you are. If you are a Christ follower, then you have the mind of Christ too. Yes. And you can walk in your purpose too. Yes, very much. Because you have the mind of Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, maybe it's not a 12 year old, maybe it's a baby Christian. So, like right now, maybe you're listening and you're 32 years old and you've only been a Christian for like six minutes. You have the mind of Christ too. Yes. And just because you don't understand everything does not mean that you cannot say, hey, I know God's purpose for my life and mm-hmm. I can walk in that too. Yes. Um, but from an early age, you see this happening with Jesus. And I just wanted to just throw that in there that we need to make sure that we're preparing our kids for their purpose early on instead of just saying, you'll figure that out later or you're too young for that. You know, I mean, when you were young, you hated the phrase from an adult, you're too young for that. Yeah. Hated it. Yes. And in some ways, that was accurate from the adults. But lots of times, adults say that phrase to kids because they don't want to put in the work or the effort to help those kids do that at that age. They'd rather just shrug it off till they're later, yeah. whatever the thing is. We cannot do that in spiritual preparation with our children. Like, we cannot take the easy road out, right? Because yeah. what you could have done with Henley is you could have been like, all right, but let me just pray because I don't want to talk to you about this right now. Yeah. You're not going to get it. You're too young to understand this. and You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. instead, you still help them. You still walk with them. But, it, but at the same time, you go, hey, look, he, they're not, you're not too young to get this. Yes. You're not too young to learn understand yeah. this. You know, you got to get it and you got to walk in it. So early, early age, you see this happening. Kids can get this. Yeah. They, they can get it. They can. I actually think that they are more um, – they're set up better at an early age to really understand their purpose as Christ followers because they're not as jaded as we are. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, they're not as jaded. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of you listening that early on as a Christ follower, you felt secure in your purpose and you started plugging into a church and you started plugging into a mission, a mission ministry, and you had a role, right? And some dummy in leadership abused that and or you got burnt out or you you know you got jaded yeah and then you end up being somebody who you know that God wants you to work with I'm just making stuff up work with teenagers but you got jaded in some other student ministry working with teenagers and so now you just sit on the sidelines right and you don't pour into that you don't get back into that purpose that God's made you for you know yes. what I mean like you know how are you supposed to make disciples some of you are supposed to make disciples with teenagers some yes. of you are supposed to make disciples with your workplace individually some of you are supposed to make disciples like God's wired you in a way to make disciples with children you know some of you God's wired you to make disciples with elderly people mm-hmm. you know with people that are shut in or people that are shut out some of you God's wired you specifically to make disciples with the people on the very outskirts of society. Yeah. You know, um, and you get jaded as an adult and you don't walk in at purpose anymore. Right. And kids are just open to it. They're like, this is cool. God wants to use me. They're not jaded yet. You know what I'm saying? So I think kids can get this. So you see that with Jesus too. Now let's go to a couple more and then we'll wrap up. I don't know how long we're going, but, um, John 10, 10 is the next verse. Gotcha. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life. And have it to the full. Yep, may have life and have it to the full. So I really like this one. Jesus is clear on his purpose, but he also, to emphasize his purpose, he also juxtaposes his purpose against the enemies, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like very clear, right, that this is the enemy's purpose. This is my purpose, Yeah. right? Um, and if you'll notice, Jesus is saying that his purpose thwarts the enemy's purpose. So the enemy thinks that he can kill, steal, and destroy these things. 
And Jesus is going, but my purpose, which prevails all, is to give life and to give it to the full, to give mm-hmm. it abundantly is yes. another word that's used in, that trans- in those translations, different translations. And so think about that. If we have the mind of Jesus as Christ followers, then we can think like Jesus thinks, which means that also gives us a clear understanding of this is how the enemy works, but this is how I work. Yeah. Right? This is the enemy's purpose, and I can clearly call it out. This is my purpose, and it defeats the work of the enemy. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you and I have that power. Yes. Right? And and we have the ability to think that way. And so when we think about the fact that the enemy loves to hang us up, I think we talked about this in a couple episodes ago on the intro of this series, this idea of the mental strongholds that are there, the enemy places those lies in our minds, and that, you know, we have the power to demolish those strongholds and take those thoughts captive. Yes. There's a great look at purpose in this when you think about the fact that Jesus is saying, hey, I know the works of the enemy. I can clearly say it. I know the works that I'm here for, the purpose I'm here for. I can clearly say it. And my works destroy his works, even though he thinks he's the one doing the destroying. Right? Mm-hmm. You and I can clearly know that, too. I think yes. it's important in the mind of a Christ follower because you're always going to be attacked by the enemy. Yes. The enemy's constantly shooting. Scripture says constantly shooting arrows of lies. That is, that is the big thought, right? Constantly just firing them off, firing them off. And you and I have to be able to say, this is from the enemy, and this is from God, right? And one of the best ways you can know and 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 see the purposes of the enemy is to know your purpose. Yes. Right? And I think that's what we see in Jesus. You know, if mm-hmm. we know our purpose, then we can clearly go, and I know the purpose of the enemy too. Yeah. You know, and my purpose actually thwarts, destroys his purpose because I have the mind of Christ and Christ has crushed him. Therefore, I am part of that crushing. I have crushed him too. You know what yes. I'm saying? That uh, makes yeah, sense? That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, so another way of this idea of thinking like Jesus is not just you knowing your purpose, but then you're also aware of the enemy's purpose yep. in a clear way, right? You knowing your purpose better and clearer helps you see the purposes of the enemy in your life, Yeah, right? You being unclear about your purpose, I think, makes it cloudy for you to see the purposes of the enemy in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I, I really, I, I really think so. Yes. Um, John 12, 27 is another one. There's like a lot of these, by the way. Well, Matt's pulling it up, and there's... There's a bunch of ways in which Jesus says, here's my purpose, and it's clear. We're just giving you a few. Um, John 12, 27 is our last one. It says, now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Yeah, so Jesus is facing the crucifixion is what we're talking about here in John 12, 27. Walking towards the, I think in this verse, he's... Walking towards the Garden of Gethsemane, like he's headed towards the um, uh, headed towards the Last Supper is what's happening yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah. He's headed towards the Last Supper, towards just that whole John fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, all those things that are happening at or after the Last Supper, and 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 he's going, you know, this is tough, but this is the whole reason I'm here. Like Jesus is like clearly saying, you read this in Luke, it says it a little different way. It says the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, right? Yeah. He's very clearly going, no, this is the very reason I came. Jesus is saying I have a clear purpose, and my clear purpose is to die, right? Mm-hmm. That is my purpose. Um, and, and I just that – is, that, that is very bold to me. Yes. That Jesus is that straightforward about this is my purpose, and he won't let anything come in the way of it, right? Nothing. 
He he like look through the scriptures and notice that Jesus is so dogmatic and rigid on his purpose that he won't allow anything to get in the way of it. He won't allow um, the religious people to get in the way of it. He won't allow the enemy to get in the way of it. He won't allow um, people that just want him for his miracles, right? Don't really want to follow him. They just want him because they, you know, they was there when he split them loaves and did all them fishes and stuff. And they're like, man, feed us, right? He won't let his own followers get in the way of it, right? Wow. I mean, he won't let anybody get yeah. in the way of it. Like he knows it so clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's bold in this. I, I clearly, that's what he's saying in that verse. I came to die. If you and I have the mind of Jesus, then we can boldly know our purpose too. And we don't have to be intimidated or scared by the fact that our purpose is to also to die to ourselves, yeah. right? I mean, it's okay. Yes. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, we'll talk about this in a future one, but like there's a whole lot of glory on the other side, right? I mean, Jesus, there's a lot of glory on the other side of his purpose, right? Yeah. And he knows that. And and I think that we can rest assured in that too. But there's a boldness that's associated here. Yes. Don't you think, Matt, that I don't know, you tell me if you're wrong or not. So or if I'm wrong or not. You you are yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you think that there seems to be um with with the exception of some crazies, that there seems to be a lack of boldness um on the part of uh, Christ followers in our society. Yes, I would agree. I think maybe just the lack of motivation or the lack of you know seeing it for what for what it is, like you saying, seeing the glory. Because I think a lot of times we make it, we get caught up too much in the the job that comes with it. Versus yeah. you know, like Jesus, you know, he knew. Could you imagine having that kind of weight on you? But then, but like you said, he knew the glory that would come from it, and that would be bringing us back now to the Father. It. Yeah. But if we had that same mindset that everyone around us that we were, you know, helping bringing them back to the Father, maybe if we looked at it differently, it would make us more bold. Yeah, I mean, it's like my, it's like a woman having a baby. Now, thank God that men don't have to have babies, because I'm telling you, my theory is is that if men had to have the babies, there would have been one. Yeah. One baby. That's it. Nobody yeah. would have ever had another one. I think I'd about out with right. one. <laughs> um, but like when a woman has a child, they know what they're about to go through. Yeah. Right. And even if they don't fully know it, they have seen and heard the horror stories, and then they start to experience it when labor time hits. They know what they're about to go through. Yeah. And yet, you can't keep them from going. They're they're going to push through that thing. Because there's something on the other side. There's something greater that they know is coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes them bold enough to walk into whatever difficult situation it may yeah. be. You know, um, and, and I, I just think that. I mean, you, maybe you hit on it. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's a lack of understanding of the greater sense of purpose, power, eternity. Yeah. You know that we're so focused on the here and now that we can't really see that far out. And if we could see further out, it'd make us more bold. I don't know what it is, but I and know it's that hard too, and, yeah. and it's easy to to get in your mind, like because you know you, everybody's when they first come to Jesus, they're fully motivated. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But then when you get in your mind warring against it, and then you know that you start to feel like, well, uh, maybe I'm not good enough for this purpose, and and, yeah. and you start to hear the lies of the enemy coming against you, and then it's easy just to to become unbold real quick. Yeah, I mean, I think you know if I mean. Like what? What greater way can Satan get you to to not walk in your purpose than to make you this little do nothing 
you know, mm-hmm. un, unbold. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But <laughs> not bold person, yeah, right? Not Timid, bold. Yeah. Um, shy, reserved, pulled back, lazy, right? Um, intimidated, yeah. uh, insecure, right? Uh, I mean, what a great strategy. Yeah. Right? Because I'll just get you like, all right, let, let, like play it this way. Jesus has got you. You're saved. You're a Christ follower. You got the mind of Jesus. I can't really get you out of his grip, right? Yeah. That's what scripture says. I can't get you out of his grip. But what I can do is get you to shut your mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I can get you to be quiet about yeah. it. You know what I mean? And, and there's just a lack of boldness. And I really, I mean, I honestly think that if we would be people who think like Jesus thinks and walk in, no, I have a clear purpose. We would be bolder. Yeah. Like there's this song that um, it's an older Christian rap song. I really like Christian rap. I actually like Christian theology rap. It is a genre, a genre, and I think it's cool as I'll mm-hmm. get out. Anyway, um, there's this there's this Christian rap. Uh, it's a guy named Andy Minio. A lot of people know Andy Minio. He's on the song I think with Lecrae. Everybody knows Lecrae. Lecrae probably will end up being the most famous Christian rapper of all time if he's not already. Um, Shout out, he actually goes to a friend of mine's church in uh, uh, Atlanta. Oh, shoot. The pastor of the church there is a friend of mine. He and I have been on a couple trips together. We've hunted some pheasants together in South Dakota. <laughs> We've been into Brazil together. His name is Leonce Crump. Um, Leonce used to be a uh, – uh, uh, he was a um, national champion wrestler at Oklahoma University. Oh, and wow. And he was a uh, – he was a football player in the NFL. But that dude was beast. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. He's bigger than me, taller than me. He's massive. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm a big dude, if you didn't know this. And when we went to Brazil, the first time I met Leonce, they put me and him in a room together. And while we're going through the country in all these little bitty places, these rooms are small. Yeah. They put me and Leonce in a room. And when we get in there, we look at the room, we lay on the bed, and we realize that our feet are going to be on each other's feet. And we were like, both like, we ain't doing this. <laughs> and Leonce has got more pull than me because yeah. he's, he's like famous and stuff. Yeah. And so Leonce went to the dude leading the trip. He was like, look, you put the two biggest dudes on this trip in the same room. You either need to give us each a small person, <laughs> like we need to trade out, give us a little guy, or uh, we're going to have to do some kind of different room. And so anyway, they moved it around, changed it. But um, Leonce's church is um, Renovation Church in Atlanta, Georgia, in the heart of downtown Atlanta, oh, Georgia. I like that name. And uh, Leonce, Leonce is one of his church members is Lecrae. Anyway, there's a song um, called Say I Won't. And in that song, um, I don't know what it is, if it's the chorus or bridge or whatever, but they make this phrase, they say this phrase over and over and over again that just really sticks with me every time I hear it. And it's, why are y'all scared to be different? Why are you so scared to be different? Yeah. Right? And, and I think about that with this. Like, if, we ha- if you have the mind of Jesus, who knows his purpose clearly and is bold about it, why are we so scared to be different? Yeah. Jesus was very different, you know, from the cultural expe- expectations, from the, I mean, even from the religious expectations. Yeah. Why are we so scared to be different? I really do think that if we knew our purpose well, we wouldn't be so scared to be so different. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And by the way, going back to the kid thing, if you helped your kids know their purpose in Jesus early, they wouldn't be scared to be different either. Yeah, that's true. You know? Very true. And and this whole idea of, you know, this mind battle that we face, 
one of those anchor scriptures for the battle that faces place in your mind is do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Right? The pattern of this world is for us all to be just the same and the whole drum just going about your bit, right? You know, and and when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, you are different. Yeah. You're a different beast. You're a different person. You And I don't mean that in some weird way. I mean, like, you stand out in the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't fit in. And I think, I think we as Christians need to understand that the more we walk in our purpose with the mind of Jesus like he did, the less we're going to fit in, but the brighter light we shine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like not fitting in doesn't mean you're a super weirdo, right? I mean, you probably are. Jesus was kind of a weirdo, but to the culture. But what it really means is that you are different. And people are intrigued by different. Yeah. They are drawn to different. What is going on there that's so different? This person knows their purpose so well. How can they be so bold in that? Well, let me tell you, I actually have the mind of Jesus, and I have a clear purpose mm-hmm. and a clear plan, and you can too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. So, um, I, anyway, that's all we got. But uh, I think that we got to get into the mind. Like you and I can actually think like Jesus thinks. We got to get into the mind of what what that mind looks like. And Jesus clearly knows this. He clearly knows who he is. Last week's episode, and he clearly knows his purpose. Yes. And you and I can boldly, clearly know our purpose well. And by the way, once again, let's say it again: your kids can too. Earlier than you think they yeah, can. Yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We're going to come back at it um, next week. I think we did pretty good on time. I don't know what we're at. 30, 40 minutes, something like that. 38 minutes. That's not bad. No. Um, we'll come back next week with our third uh, characteristic of people who think like Jesus thinks. Um, and it is, we're going to give it to you. It's, I'm always aware that God is with me. Mm, that's going to so be good. We'll come back to it next week. We'll see you. Make sure you rate it, like it, share it, whatever it is on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Instagram and Facebook. And I think that's all the junk we got. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next week. I right, see you guys. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.